With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Hockey Now Network. October 12th. Are you ready for it, Orlando? The Solar Bears new season kicks off at Amway Center. The South Carolina Stingrays, the sacrificial lamb of last year's playoffs, visit the Amway Center to kick the season off for the Solar Bears. And I've been telling everybody... We talked about this with Drake last week. We've talked about it with all of the guys that I'm about to mention. Mike Monfredo, Alexander Kukali, Trevor Olson, Dylan Fitz, Kevin Lohan, Chris LeBlanc, Clint Windsor, Alex Shaneborn, Taylor Thompson. And on the phone with us is Jackson Playfair. And Jackson, you are one of the core guys that for like the first season that that is that can I can remember from when the Solar Bears 2.0 came back. There's this many guys that liked each other enough to come back and play together for another season. Jackson, you're coming back to the Solar Bears this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. And no problem. Yeah, just to touch on that, I think uh, it's it's one of those things, I think, when hockey, uh, when you know you have a special team and you have a group of guys that get along, it's, it's pretty easy to recognize it. And even coming in later in the season and and uh, and joining the team in late February, yeah, it's something you know right away when you walk in the room. It's it's a it's a tight knit group in there, and and it's it's pretty easy to to, to gain on and, and join on to a group like that, you know. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I was going to mention you came in February after your season at university. So before we go any further than that, like if we can rewind this time last year. Would you have foreseen the events that have happened over the last year? Like, was that your plan going into the eighteen nineteen season? Like, do university, get a gig in the, in the pro league, and then return to that team or or whatever it is? Was this you know like kind yeah. of yeah? I think I think ideally uh, that that was the situation. I don't think in if you were to ask me this question last year this time, I don't think I would have assumed that I would be in the position I am today, which is is nice and. And being able to finish up the year and get down and, and a good point when the team was making a good push at things and right. I think things were clicking, um, it was easy for me to step in. And then that was kind of my goal was, was to be able to try and be at least at, at a point where teams were interested once my university season finished. And then once that point came, it was, it was kind of a step-by-step process. And, and once I got to Orlando, I think as soon as the first day I showed up and walked in the practice ring, that, that became the goal was to yeah. – treat it as a tryout and try and play as many games I could play and, and make an impression I could make. So at the end of the sure. season, I had the opportunity to, to return. And, and then the summer, the way that things have went now, it's just been, uh, it's been awesome. And I couldn't be more excited to, to be coming back for sure. Did you ever think your floor, your, uh, your hockey career would take you to Florida? Like, I mean, you're here now and you're a solar bear. So all of the, you know, any, any of the, any of the jokes don't really count. Cause you've been here, you see what it's about, but like in the hockey world, is Florida, like, as a destination for a professional hockey player, I mean, is it kind of like, I'm not, who can play hockey in the middle of the winter when it's 80 degrees outside, you know? Like, is it a, yeah, is Florida yeah. hockey like a joke, so to say, in the community? I wouldn't, I wouldn't know if, I, if I'd call it a joke because of where the game's at today. I sure. think, 
I think when you look at the growth of the game's experience as a whole over probably, I'd say even the last five years, I think it's taken a huge stride forward. And I think you see um, different areas are starting to sprout up and show that, that at the end of the day, hockey players are athletes. And yep. if you have an athlete who's, who's dedicated to his craft and is going to put the work in, then, then the game's ready to grow at different points. And, um, you know, again, if you would have asked me this question probably five, six, or seven years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, it is a little bit of a silly place. But after yeah. spending some time in Arizona where they're kind of going through a similar process, trying to build hockey, trying to establish the, grass, the yeah. grassroots of it, um, and then seeing the success that they're having from it. Now seeing guys come out, and my own brother went through their, their minor hockey program and played major junior, and, and of course the number one example is Austin Matthews yeah, Austin. now succeeding at, at such a high level, right? So yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think for us as a group and, and as a team and for myself personally, an opportunity like Florida is exciting because we're at a level where we want to move on and we want to keep playing. But I think deep down we all want the game to keep growing in that place, and we want yeah. we want Florida and Orlando to to see the benefits of having a hockey community. And that's something from Canada that that I think a lot of us carry is knowing what it's like to have a deep rooted hockey community that that is like a family and right. being able to establish that again is you see the roots of that in Orlando right now with the, with the following that the soy bears have and the way that it's developing the way that it's, it's coming around and the success that the lightning are having and, and all these things, I think they come together to, to equal that hockey community that, that Ken is so well known for. Is the is the stress a little bit less here? Like, you know, if you were to go play, you know, if you're going to go play in Laval or, you know, play for the Canadians one day or, or the Maple Leafs or the Marlies, like, is the stress of playing for those clubs, like, almost overtake your hockey? Like, you come to Florida, you don't have that media, like, you know, breathing down your throat, you know, two languages, et cetera, like, you can really concentrate on playing hockey here. You don't have to worry about the peripheral. Is there less stress yeah. playing here? I think absolutely. I think there's – I don't know if I would say there's less stress, but I think at the end of the day, um, when you look at even the highest level, the guys that are out there performing are – there's stress that's included with it, but at the end of the day, it's a job. So sure. th- there, there's a stress that comes with every other job that, that happens in the world, you know, and we're just lucky that we don't have to get up at 5 a.m. and go, go work for 12 hours a day. We yeah. get to show up and – and play a game. So I think, I think the stress will always be there. I think the thing about those big market teams is when you grow up as a kid, you're really able to understand it. You're really able to see what the Maple Leafs mean, not just to the fans, but right. to the whole city and, and, and Montreal and Calgary and, and Edmonton and these, these places that, that push behind their teams so heavily that, that when the team doesn't succeed, it affects the whole uh, city as a, as a, as a, as a body. So I think, that's where that stress probably comes in. But then again, you, you look at those guys and they're, they're professionals. And I think ultimately any guy that's playing hockey, if you handed him a, a Maple Leafs jersey with his last name on the back, he'll uh, take some deep breaths and deal with the stress and go out there and, yeah. and play because that's the stage that I think everybody wants, you know? Yeah, it's true. What Do you have Maple Leafs, uh, do you have Maple Leafs pajamas also, Jackson, in your closet like John Tavares? <laughs> Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> I uh, Actually, you know what? I had Dayton Bombers pajamas Did and you? Uh, Kalamazoo K-Wings pajamas. Yeah, because that's the thing. We were, uh, we were growing up. And my dad was coaching coming through the coming through the system in the minor leagues and yeah. the East Coast and the IHL and and all that. So we were we were super fans, but it was such a different level because my favorite players weren't necessarily the the Joe Sackicks or the the guys that everyone else looked up to. I mean, once we got to that level and I, I was knew who the players were, 
it uh, they became my favorites. But no, my favorite players growing up were the guys like but back when Marty Turco was in Kalamazoo. I remember we used to wear all of his jerseys and pajamas and. So, you know, it, it's cool because I, I could understand those guys at that level, and I, I seen them as they were just as good as all those other guys, but they were sure. right in front of me, right? Yeah, they so, were right there in your back. Easier access than, you know, the bigger names like you were saying. Yeah, exactly. And it, it really humanized the whole process. And sure, sure. made you realize they're, they're, they're guys, and I thought they were adults, and now you grow up and, and you realize they're kids out there doing their thing and, and trying to make it in one way or another. So, yeah, it was a, it was such a unique cool experience for me as a kid yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Marty Tarko's a pretty nice guy. I actually have a signed stick from him. So. Do you really? Yeah, did, yeah. did he sign it himself, or did you win it like a silent uh, auction or something he, like that? Well, we knew the equipment manager to the Flyers when I was like six. Who? And Turk? I can't remember... If it's not Turk or Harry, remember. then you don't know anybody. I, I personally didn't know him. <laughs> I know that But much. I knew people who knew right. him, and I get Fair the enough. stick being the only goalie or in the Sudsy. neighborhood. Might have been Sudsy you know, also. So. Well, and so, yeah, yeah apparently awesome. he signed it for me, so it yeah, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, sure. uh, funny, funny Marty Turco story. We, uh, so, yeah, my dad was coaching in Kalamazoo, and so every once in a while to give my mom kind of the break in the morning, she would, uh, he would take us in and take us to the office on day, days off or let us skate at the rink or do stuff like that. And uh, my little brother was only probably one or one and a half or two. Like he was just starting to move around. And my dad had him in his office and he went to go to the bathroom and he comes back and, and my little brother is gone. So my dad kind of doesn't really think much of it. Thinks he's probably out running around playing. Sure. So after about an hour, he's like, holy, I should probably go check on my <laughs> two year old child. <laughs> where, drink. So where was he? Yeah. So he gets up and he walks around and in the players lounge, Marty Turco is laying on one of the players, like the couches. <laughs> And he's, he's like totally passed out sleeping. And he's got like Austin, my little brother, right on his chest. And Austin's sleeping oh, right on his chest. Like my... they both passed out for a little nap. So <laughs> we, got a, we got a pretty good picture of that when they were younger. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, the yeah. All, the, all those guys are just, they're great kids. And they're going through a, a, an experience of living away from home yeah. and missing their families. And, and they love having the guys around, you know. That's, you know, that's one thing I wish that all hockey fans could really truly understand is what it's like to be <laughs> – like in the room and in the rink and the safety of it there and just the culture. Like I was, I was lucky enough. I know when we talked back in February, we talked a lot about the, you know, your experience growing up with your pop and being, you know, intimately close to the game and being able to see all that. And I was lucky enough to see it in a different way, but, but still be able to see what it's like when you're in there and how, what the guys are like and how light it is and how fun it is and how, you know, safe it is in there. It's, I, I wish that all hockey fans could get a, even a little tiny taste of what that's like to be to be a part of that because it's it's I, I don't know maybe other sports are like that but maybe I'm just you yeah, know, biased no, to I, hockey I, but yeah I couldn't agree more and I think even when you my, my I always look back at those uh, even today I think they still have them, the 24/7 series or yeah. those kind of behind the scene looks and it they're so different than the other major sports because I think the other major sports you really realize that each athlete is a celebrity and is a is an individual personality. Where in hockey, it's, it's such a brotherhood, and, and yeah. you, you get to see the fact that it really doesn't matter if you score 100 points in a year or right. if you chip in, in 10. Like, if you drop some pudding on your dress shirt, you're getting made fun of for the next right? probably three days about it. Exactly. And that's the, I think that's <laughs> kind of the barrier that gets broken down right away is like, hey, there's nothing that you need to be worried about because, like, if, if we're going to give it to you, we're going to give it to the next guy, and it's all in that right. way of just, accepting and bringing everybody in so yeah. you're growing yeah, a group is. you're growing a brotherhood 
Absolutely. And I think that's what you see in successful teams, right? Yep, like, totally. I think ultimately the, the tighter and closer a team is, especially at the level um, that we're all going through where you have guys coming in now almost on a daily basis, if you don't have that, um, that tight-knit core group of, of people who understand what the ultimate goal is, then it's, it's pretty easy to get sidetracked and, and let a few games slip pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. And talking about a core group, I mean, this is, this is the year Solar Bear fans have been waiting for. Jackson Playfair on the phone with us. He's returning to the team for the 1920 season, which kicks off uh, October 12th at Amway Center. Are you, are you like, standing on the highway, <laughs> yeah, Jackson? Yeah. What are you, where are you right oh, now? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, no, you're I'm good. You're good. Right. <laughs> he tricked me. I didn't hear I mean, any of that in the pre-screening. <laughs> no, so you know what? I'm actually in like my back alley, but I'm in Vancouver, BC. Oh, so oh wow. Our, we we live like right off the main street here. It's just called Granville. Uh-huh. So it gets pretty busy, and this is like a, actually a back alley, which normally people shouldn't be driving, but in the city, people think that back alleys are, are expressways, I think. Course, so right? <laughs> getting a little bit of traffic right now, but it shouldn't be too bad. I never been a beautiful place, huh, Vancouver? It looks nice. Uh it's incredible, Is honestly. It? I'm I'm lucky to be uh, from BC, up in up northern BC. My dad's family and all of us boys are born back there, and now we've all kind of moved down to the city for this uh, this period in our lives. It's, yeah. it's been awesome. I, it it's looks really real nice. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's I put it up there against anywhere, honestly, in the world yeah, for it looks how beautiful. beautiful it is, and and being right on the water, and it it really has that kind of West Coast, almost California feel, but with a little Canadian vibe, I guess. So it's yeah. nice. When uh, before we talk about the Solar Bears, because I want to ask you a couple things from last year and then the season forward, but uh, your your pops in Edmonton for this season, huh? Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's back to work. He couldn't be more excited. It's, like awesome. sending the kids back to school, I think he's pretty uh, he's pretty stoked. Yeah, he uh, he, had, he had a couple of years off there where he was just in a little bit of a layover, and then it was uh, I think deep down he probably had his eye on Edmonton for for a few years there, and um, he was drafted by the Oilers in the first round back in the day, and right. things didn't quite work out. I think the way that he would have wanted it to, and now he gets a chance to go back there and, and lead what can has the potential to be a great team. Yeah, that's. I think the whole hockey world is waiting to, to see that team. Like, even it, whether you're an Oilers fan or not, I, I I'm hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't find '97 to be the most fascinating player to watch. I mean, of this generation and and you know beyond. But um, oh, without a doubt, you know, like I think we're all we were talking about it before you jumped on the phone with uh, with Jesse uh, Pulyu Yarvi and and you know his uh, you know the ups and downs that Edmonton's had with all the high draft picks and. You know the nail Yakupov bust and all that other stuff, but the the core guys there, it's like they're they're like that close. And then you wonder, like, can just a coach sharing a different like position just change a whole team around? Like, do you talk to your dad about that stuff? Does he does he does, as a coach does he look at it like, no, I I think I know where I can help maybe see things from a different angle for these guys. Yeah, exactly, and I think. I think the the level of the games played at this point and the the preparation that the the, the players put into their own craft it has to be matched by the coaches in some way and sure. I think that they they find that by just putting in the work and the effort and and doing the watching the hours of the video and breaking down the the analysis and I think ultimately now the coaches understand that the the percentage that they're adding to the game might not be super drastic and going in and trying to think that you can shake up an entire lineup and change a team and bring 100% of yourself in there and, and you're going to be the reason that a team turns around and wins, I don't think it's very realistic. I think 
the the reality of the situation is they have a very good team there. Yep. They have some very good pieces. They have an organization that's committed to winning. They have a fan base that's ready to get behind a team. Oh yeah. They just they they need to see some stability, and I think that with the ownership right down to the players, I think we're you're starting to see that more and more. And I think bringing in um, Dave Tippett as the head coach is oh yeah. Dave is probably huge. if not the best free agent head coach out there he's in the conversation so yeah, for sure to bring a guy like that in he he's able to judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To kind of see where they're at. And I think, again, it just comes to tweaking probably more of a culture, more of an understanding of the game. And and there might be the the component of adding a piece or two that uh, of players that have won before and understand that. Right. Um, but with Ken Holland and Dave Tippett as as your leading guys, I think that they understand that that formula. And I think that I, I don't want to sit here and say they're going to turn it around in a year because uh, who knows. But at the yeah. same time, I think they have the right pieces to establish a, a winning culture in a place that's, that's itching to be successful. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, if if I'm asking too much, just let me know. But we got to take a break. No, but I want, I want to talk to you about the Bears for a minute. So do you mind holding on for a couple minutes? And we'll... Yeah, honestly, no, we're, we're good, guys. I can go for as long as you want. It's all it's cool. good to go. I hey, love it. Let's, then let's, uh, let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back. I'll put you on hold real quick, and we'll resume with uh, – Am I hitting the right? Yep, there we go. There's the whole button. You're on hold now. <laughs> Just want to make sure. I, I know I pick on you about getting things right, but I'm still learning how to sit in the host chair also. But yeah. Jackson Playfair there returning to the Solar Bears for the 2019-2020 season. Talked a little bit about the hockey world. Now we're going to come back and talk about the Orlando Solar Bears because we're all waiting for October 12th. We're ready for pucks in Orlando. All right, let's go. Four minutes from right now, we'll be back with Jackson Playfair. Hockey now on 96.9 The Game. This is the Hockey Now Network. I love this song. Empire Records music. Really? You ever seen Empire Records? Nope. What? It's a movie? Uh, yeah. Sketch. It's It's like what it was like to be a kid in the 90s listening to music in a record store. Why would I need to watch that when I lived it? Falling in love with Renee Zellweger and, and Liv Tyler. I think the movie came out when you were Who? literally born. Uh-oh. It's hockey now. It is a hockey show. It is not a movie oh, show. Or a record show? On 96.9 The Game, I'm Brian Sclover. Across from me is young Nick Wiz. We've got Jackson Playfair on the phone. He is returning to the Orlando Solar Bears for the 2019 2020 season, and yeah, we're going to talk about the Solar Bears, but uh, and it is a hockey show. But from what I understand, uh, young Nick Wiz and Jackson were talking about cereal in the break. And you're a Fruit Loops guy, is that right? You're a Fruit Loops guy. I am. I was. Uh, I was explaining that. I think my mom thought that Cheerios were like the most healthy cereal as a kid. So right. that's all we were really allowed to have. I shouldn't say that we got to have some sugary cereal, but we uh-huh. mainly had. 
Cheerios, and I think it just outdid it for me. I just like the, can't do it anymore. Like the plain Cheerios, not Honey Nut Cheerios or Apple Cinnamon, just the plain Cheerios. No, we got we got Honey Nut, but I mean, ultimately, oh, once, thank the God. Milk, once the milk like melts that coat off, it's pretty much just like <laughs> eating cardboard. <so. laughs> you got to eat it quick, man. It's a true yeah. story, though. It is. It's tough. So, oh. I mean, there's just so many better options. But anyways. Oh what's, damn! Throwing shades. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> what's your um? What's your game day? Like, do you have a game day meal uh, regimen that you go through? Like, you know. Uh, yeah, I like to. I like to kind of keep it open just because try and stay away from getting too routine and anything. But I like to keep it pretty pretty similar. Yeah. Um. My uh, my girlfriend I've been with for for four years now. She is uh, vegan, so mm. we eat vegan most of the time. We're at the house, and I've kind of brought it into my pregame meal just because I don't like to eat anything too heavy. Um, not that I'm a vegan personally, full blown, but I like to keep it light and usually stay away from meat and just have a good pasta and a bunch of veggies and salad. Sure. And then uh, and then after the game, I'll usually have a good a big good big meal. But pregame, I usually like to keep it pretty light. Just uh, uh, stay as light as you can out there most days. Come a long way from your your pops days where guys were eating steaks and drinking beers and yeah. uh, smoking. Well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not your dad. Might have even been pre your dad, but you know, bottle of scotch yeah. in the locker room. Used huh? to be a lot different. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm happy with the change, but the change definitely <laughs> happened. So. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know how much exploring you got to do while you were here last year, but there's some actually fairly. See, I feel like I have to soften this for, you know, the the, the super masculine sports crowd, but like there's Uh-oh. some really solid <laughs> vegan places in Orlando. And I don't yeah, I, 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 I know that I know that it's <sighs> completely corrupt, Nick, but like <sighs> I go to Wawa and I like to get a snack after the Solar Bears right. games. I go to Wawa before I go home. I get an egg sandwich because I don't like to eat heavy after the game. You get the slushy? I get no, I get there's vegan chocolate chip cookies and because I'm, you know, a tank, I feel like, oh, these are vegan. They've got to be better than regular chocolate <laughs> yeah. chip cookies. They're not any better. And they taste good. No. But no, See, that's that's the big facade behind vegan is that it's just automatically healthier, which isn't necessarily true. true right? But uh oh, it's just it's a concept. I'm mean, I'm not here for the debate. But the point is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, watch it. Well, let's uh, let's get it out of the way and just just ask quick. Like the way the season ended last year for the Solar Bears was a bit of a heartbreak for everybody. Your your take on how the season, uh, uh, how that series against Florida went down. Yeah, I think uh I think obviously anyway any year your your last game is not a not a win is a tough tough way to end the year. But I think uh for the group last year I think we had good expectations going in. I think that's always the hard the kinda of hard part about playoffs is whether you're an underdog or a first seed or an eighth seed, I think there's there's expectations that you have within a group that you know the level that your team can play to and when you see it on, on nightly basis um you you begin to expect it, and I think that that's what happens with good teams. You, you expect your team to play well, and and then when you run into another team that expects their team to play well in playoffs, then you're you're bound for a for a good series. And right. I think that's probably the disappointing end for for the team and for the fans is that we had I think in my mind they ha- we had a team that that could have been um, very good and went and went deep, but then you run into another team that's very good and, and can go yeah. deep. So that's that's the the issue with hockey, I guess sometimes, but. Ultimately, I think anytime you get knocked out of playoffs, when you when you believe you can go deeper, it just keeps building that fire inside of each guy that they know they can do it. They know they're there, and they they understand a little bit more what it takes. You know. Well, yeah, for sure. It's exciting to hear you say that because it it makes you feel like all of the guys that are returning from last season probably feel that same fire 
you know, being fueled inside of them to really – I mean, I've said it to all the guys that we've had on through the summer, and I think I said it to Drake last week, but, you know, everybody from, from team personnel to fans to media, we all knew there was something about the team that you guys were playing for each other and there was that, that you know, that gel that you guys had. And, and I think it's – I think the evidence is in the fact that there's – you know, 10 guys that are coming back from the team last year. Like, you guys were really playing for each other. You guys were really – you guys were there with it. Yeah, and I think – I think Jake, like you said, touched on it last week a little bit. And I I think every guy that's coming back and every guy that will put on the jersey this year for the team can say that – I don't know if I've ever played for a team that wants to play for a head coach more than than the group that Jake has. And and that is a massive testament to to who he is and what he brings to a locker room and the way that uh, he understands the team and he understands players and he understands today's game. And he understands how to communicate and and get through to his guys. And and ultimately, as a head coach, I think that's all you want. And as a player, that's all you can ask for is to, to have a guy that genuinely wants the very best for you each and every night and can put together a group of, a group of guys that are willing to fight for for him every single night and and uh I mean that's that's why I think it's easy for so many guys to come back is because of course they have that they had they know they're going back to be coached yeah. by by Drake so yeah and you know who you're going into war with you know what Mike Bonfredo's bringing to the table and and Alexander Kukali and and Shane Bourne and Fitzy and and Lowe and all these guys you know what they're bringing to the table so you know it it's absolutely yeah any, uh, Absolutely, I think that, yeah. that that's uh, sorry. No, just to, I think each one of those guys that you mentioned, I think I learned more in my two months there from each one of those guys in a different way than I've learned in hockey in a long, long time. So, oh, wow, I think a- again, like you said, when you when you walk in the room and and you have a guy like Mike Bonfredo who who when he, when he needs to talk, he talks, and when he needs to to crack a joke and keep it light, he he yeah. has that that years and years that you get to put in your recipe book and kind of understand where you need to kind of talk up and where you can let things slide and and i think that from him all the way down it just the group as a whole is very mature and professional right for sure well, well now that you said that i, I was going to ask you if your familiarity with jared Stahl or, or the Stahl family we can talk about that for a minute but to touch on what you just said um i wanted to ask you you know coming into to to coming to orlando earlier this year um I mean, you, you got scratched an awful bit, and it kind of – I mean, I don't know what else – what other way to say it than it's kind of like the circumstance of playing in the ECHL. Syracuse sends guys down. Those guys get the spots to play. They're, you know, they're, they're you know, in the system trying to work their way up. But it's, it's encouraging to hear that, you know, on any level, any job, any profession, anything – you're taking the benefit out of something like you don't let that discourage you. You don't think, oh well, I'm I'm not going to get time to play here this year. Then I'm going to go find somewhere else. But you really took last year as a learning experience, an extension of your hockey career. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, for me, I, I think part of it probably has to do with growing up around the game in a professional sense of being able to understand that that is part of the game sometimes. And it, it has nothing to do with the personal relationship. And, and sometimes it has nothing to do with the way that you're, you're actually playing on the ice. It's, it's a business. And at the end of the day, that, that sometimes there's pieces that get moved and there's hands that get tied. And, and I think for me, emotionally, I'm able to understand that and, and go through it and process it. And then on the other side of being an athlete, I think it just kind of lights that fire a little bit more that no matter how well you might think you're playing, or you might think you're doing or whatever, once you come out of the lineup, you want to get right back in there. So yeah. I think for me, it was almost the the perfect perfect recipe to be able to get into enough games to get a feel and 
and be able to feel like I was contributing a little bit yeah. and then also be able to get that fire in my belly to, I, I want to play in playoffs. I want to come out on, on opening night in April and, and make an impact every, every game and every shift. And, sure. and it, you can't lose that. So I think for me, just going exactly, I think being around professional hockey for the first time as a player was invaluable to, to how, to how I feel I'm, I'm going back this year and, and the group of guys again, um, it was it was tough. Like it was really tough having to leave that team as they were getting ready to prepare to go into to war. And yeah, um, I mean, I did, I just said we actually ended up saying goodbye to all the guys, and I gave each guy a hug. And it was a it was one of those moments that I don't think happens all the time in hockey that you kind of realize you're like this is this is something that is you're not going to find this everywhere. So right. that's that's the exciting part for me, and I think for everybody coming back, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a testament to the team that the culture put in place is just extremely totally. positive. It and makes everybody want to play better. It makes everybody want to be better for the person around them and not only themselves. And you know what we've heard all off season, Nick, yeah. is that the culture that's here and the the way the organization treats the players and like Jackson Playfair, uh, Jackson Playfair is on the phone with us from the Orlando Solar Bears. He's returning for the coming season, but like Jackson just said, you know, it, it's this, you know, it's this awesome machine that's here in Orlando for you know for these guys to all play with and it, it's just more testament of, of the guys that are returning yeah if i can return to uh jared stall new assistant coach of the solar bears mm-hmm. any experience with him or or the stall family uh no actually i don't uh i haven't had a run in with anybody in the in the family or or him personally but i'm, I'm super excited to get down and meet him and and uh, get on the ice and, and pick his brain honestly i think um, anybody that comes from from hockey families that are that are deep like that, I think that the biggest thing is just they've been around the game so much. And right. True. It starts with going going to your brother's practices when you're when you're six years old, right up to watching them each get drafted, watching them work out in the summers, and and him going through it himself. You know, and I think that's an, that's such a huge tool for someone to be able to bring. And then um, I think Jake might have mentioned earlier, but just also having his background coaching um, guys around the age that we're coming up and bringing yep. guys through. I think he knows how to communicate the game, um, and that's just going to help Drake, I think, even more throughout the whole process of making sure that everyone's on board and, and knows that their objective and goal is every every day. Right. We're coming up on the end of the show, but I want to ask you before uh, we go. I, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, Jackson. I really appreciate you coming yeah. on. and. Hopefully we spend we, we get some time to spend together uh, yeah, get through the season for sure. Yeah, I mean we're always about that. Yeah. Nick's Nick's always about that. But getting sloshed. Anything? Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to get sloshed, Jackson. But you can let the kid over there do that. <laughs> right. um, anything? Yeah. Anything in particular, real quick, that you worked on on the off season your in your game personally that you kind of put an onus on? Was there anything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, this summer I really wanted to commit commit myself to getting. Uh, just getting faster and quicker in, in tight situations. I think throughout my whole career, I've kind of wanted to work on my skating and get faster and faster. And as the games change, that concept of skating is, has also changed. It's yeah. not about being the fastest north-south guy anymore. And I think I've worked on that for a long time in my game. And then this summer, I really wanted to work on just getting tighter, um, faster, quicker out of corners. So I've, I've, uh, change things up a little bit and, and tried to go more cardio and, and athletic and dynamic based and, and still lifting weights quite a bit, but trying to get a little bit lighter. So I've lost a little bit of weight. I'm coming back a little lighter and I think a little faster and hopefully it'll, uh, it'll transition and things will, things will keep working out when we, uh, when we hit the ice in, in October. October right. 12th, Amway Center, Solar Bears and the South Carolina Stingrays kick off the 2019-2020 season. Jackson Playfair, thank you. 
for being on the phone with us. I apologize to all you football fans and other guys who are looking forward to, you know, the football games and whatnot. But for hockey people, this was a pretty exciting hour and the time we had with Jackson. So I, we really appreciate you coming on, man. And enjoy the enjoy Vancouver, and uh, we'll see you soon. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. And, yeah, sorry to all the fantasy, the football folks <laughs> out there. But Got if you do have fantasy football advice, please uh, send me a DM or a yeah. Twitter message because I have uh, – I have a draft tomorrow, actually, and I mean, oh. I'm not, I'm, I'm connected, but I'm not savvy, if you will. So if anyone's got any tips or insider trading, let right. me know. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> Just fantasy football? Do you do fantasy hockey? Uh, I try to. We usually, from at school, we get, um, we had a team and group of guys that, yeah. that would get it together. It's a little bit harder to do the hockey. It's harder to stay committed to it right. the whole time True. than football sure. is, so... Sure. Totally. Yeah, I'm more of a fantasy football guy. So, All right. Well, hit Jackson Playfair up. He needs your advice for sure. We'll have to get Kravitz on the phone with you the afternoon guy here at 96.9 The Game. Sounds good. I'll I appreciate it, guys. You're listening to the Hockey Now Network. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.